and I welcome you on behalf of Pastor Henry Harger and the Renewal Singers to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 11, looking once again at verses 19 through 21, Luke's record of the expansion of the church. Here once again are these verses, and he writes, Meanwhile, those who had been scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen made their way to Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, bringing the message to Jews only and to no others. But there were some native of Cyprus and Cyrene among them, and these, when they arrived at Antioch, began to speak to Gentiles as well, telling them the good news of the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a great many became believers and turned to the Lord. There is a great moving of the Spirit of God in the city of Antioch, and we are going to see that it will soon rival the city of Jerusalem as the center of the church. Antioch was located on the Orontes River some 15 miles from the Mediterranean. It was founded by Seleucus I 300 years before Christ. It became one of the greatest commercial centers of the empire, rivaling Rome itself. Its architectural features once included colonnaded streets, temples, sepulchers, aqueducts, and baths. The city was partially destroyed in 538 AD when it was conquered by the Persians. It changed hands frequently. The Crusaders occupied it in 1098. The Sultan of Egypt conquered Antioch in 1268. It was conquered by the Turks in 1516, but became part of modern Syria in 1920. However, the city of Antioch was returned to Turkey in 1939. The city has suffered severe earthquakes throughout its history, notably in 1872.
Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. The third largest city in the Roman Empire next to Rome itself and Alexandria in Egypt was the city called Antioch on the Orontes River. Since there were many cities by that name, this one is variously called Antioch on the Orontes, Antioch by Daphne, Antioch the Great, Antioch the Beautiful, and even the Queen of the East. This Syrian Antioch lies some 300 miles north of Jerusalem and about 15 miles inland from the Mediterranean coast at the limits of ancient navigation up the Orontes River. It's at the foot of Mount Silpius. Today a part of the ruins are covered by the modern city called Antakya in southeast Turkey. The Hellenistic grid pattern of the original city can still be detected in the current street plan of the city. Evidently the existing bazaar is situated on the same site as the ancient one called the Agora. The city was founded in 300 BC by Seleucus, one of Alexander the Great's successors. He named it after his father Antiochus. The city was beautifully planned and it grew rapidly. Its population reached 500,000 and it is estimated that the Jewish population was about one-seventh of the total. So there was a large Jewish community here during the time of the early church. Today the inhabitants number only about 35,000. About five miles away near the Mediterranean was the park or pleasure resort of Daphne. This suburb was dedicated by Seleucus I to the royal gods, particularly to the god Apollo. It was a beautiful area of temples and gardens and parks with theaters and stadia similar to other Greek religious centers such as Delphi in Greece. Actually, Daphne became a haunt for pleasure seekers where all the vice and immorality was practiced in the name of religion. Pleasure seeking was carried on night and day. According to legend, Daphne was a mortal maiden with whom the god Apollo fell in love. He pursued her, and she, for safety, was changed into a laurel bush. The temple to Daphne was located in the midst of a laurel grove. The priestesses of the temple were religious prostitutes. Religious sexual rites were reenacted nightly in the gardens and parks by her worshipers. Antioch, therefore, became famous in ancient times for her immorality, and the parks at Daphne became the world center of depraved living. The Roman writer of satire has Antioch in mind when he writes that the sewage of the Syrian Orontes has for long been discharging itself into the Tiber. Since the Tiber is the river in Rome, he meant by this that Antioch was so corrupt morally that it was impacting Rome 1,300 miles to the west. Strange that this should be the city chosen to become the headquarters of Paul to reach the European Gentile world to the west. Actually, it was ideal since it was the most cosmopolitan city and it lay between the three great powers, Rome to the west, Egypt to the south, and the Mesopotamian Valley nations to the east. It was a crossroads where east, west, and south met, an ideal location for Paul's headquarters. It was to this city 
that those unnamed Jewish Christians came. They told the good news about the Lord Jesus. That is how Luke says it. Actually, the word Lord and the word deliverer or savior were widely used in the Eastern Mediterranean. Many of the mystery cults were looking for a divine Lord who would bring them deliverance or salvation. These people of Antioch were now informed what they had so long looked for and not found had now arrived in the person of Jesus. He was Lord and he was Savior. He was God who would deliver people from their sin and make them immortal. Jesus had arrived in our world, had suffered death, had taken man's sin upon himself, and had conquered death when he came back to life and left the tomb. That news must have sounded too good to be true, but it was true. Luke writes that a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. The emptiness of the immoral attempts to satisfy the body were unsatisfying. The pagan fertility religions failed to meet man's basic need for a Lord and for a Savior. Evidently, these citizens of Antioch and Daphne sensed the futility of their paganism because they knew the emptiness of their heart. The mad pursuit of pleasure left the heart still empty because the basic question of sin was left unanswered. To do anything to fulfill the desires of man's sinful nature left them more guilty than ever. The more they worshipped Daphne, the more their guilt increased. The news from these Jewish Christians must have been the most welcome of all. A Lord had finally arrived who would save them from their sin and lift them out of it. Their pagan religions failed miserably to do that. Little wonder a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord.
New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.